Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And I almost forgot what my name was. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what do I say? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> what is life? <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> Today we are talking about season four, episode 21, called When the Levee Breaks. We start out in the panic room with Sam. The peephole is opened, and Sam says, Okay, let me out. This is not funny. Dean says, Damn straight. Sam says, Dean, come on. This is crazy. Dean says, No, not until you dry out. Sam says, Look, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have lied to you. Just open the door. Dean says, You don't have to apologize. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you lied to me over and over again. (laughs) I get it now. You couldn't help it. Sam says, I'm not some junkie. Dean says, really? I guess I've just imagined how strung out you've been lately. Sam says, you're actually trying to twist this into some kind of ridiculous drug intervention? Dean says, if it smells like a duck. <laughs> I've, I never, I didn't really understand. I didn't <laughs> okay. Do ducks smell? That's what I was going to say. I was like, do ducks have a smell? <laughs> I mean, obviously everybody's got their own sense. Like right. horses smell different than cows. Right, that exactly. smell different than cats. That smell different than dogs. Also, side note, Steve's front paws smell like Fritos. <laughs> I think that's pretty normal for cat and dog paws to smell like Fritos. But they didn't used to. Oh. And now they do. <laughs> Weird. I don't know why. I read somewhere that that was super normal. I guess. I don't know. Anyways. Or like tortilla chips, which smells a lot yeah. like a Frito. Yeah. 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 It's huh? weird. Corn chips. <laughs> I know. It's. I don't know. I don't get it. Sam says, Dean, I'm not drinking the demon blood for kicks. I'm getting strong enough to kill Lilith. Gets her name Lilith. (laughs) Dean says, strong? It's about as far away from strong as you can get. Try weak. Try desperate. Pathetic. Sam says, killing Lilith is what matters. Or are you so busy being self-righteous you forgot about her? Dean says, oh, Lilith's going to die. Bobby and I will kill her, but not with you. Sam says, you're not serious. Dean says, congrats, Sammy. You just bought yourself a bench warmer seat to the apocalypse. And then he closes the peephole. Okay, but, like, wouldn't most people want the bench warmer seat? Yeah. <laughs> and not want to be like, I'm going to go do the terrible thing that's, like, could potentially kill me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, Sam thinks he's the only one who could do it. So he's worried yeah. that, like, Dean and Bobby are going to die. Oh, right? I, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, I think most people would want that bench warmer seat. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, no, wait, come back here. Dean, let me out of here. And he starts banging on the door. And we get our opening title sequence. It's not looking pretty good. No, it is not at all. It's, it's semen like. That sounded funny. Dude, you just said semen. <laughs> That's not what I meant, though. It's seeming like. I forgot where I was going. <laughs> I distracted my own self. That's fine. We can move past it. Yes, please. Okay. So <laughs> we cut to Sam not doing so well. The withdrawals have started. His vision, his vision is going all blurry, and then he starts to see his own breath, and the lights start to flicker. He yells, guys, get down here. Something's coming. And then Alistair is in the room with him. He says, hello, Sam. It's a pleasure to see you again. Looks like I have you all to myself here. Goodness, how will we pass the time? <laughs> in any other situation, that line could be taken in the complete opposite yeah. way. But, oh, how will we pass the time? <laughs> I keep like, Hello. I keep yeah. moving and seeing my reflection in your sliding door. And like it's freaking me out because I just see like the white part of my hat moving back and forth. And I'm like, <laughs> do you what want me to it? shut the blinds? Yeah, I really do. <laughs> it's freaking me out. I'm distracting myself. So we cut to Sam. Thank you, by the way. (laughs) We cut to Sam tied down to Alistair's torture table. Alistair approaches Sam with a little blade. Sam says, no, don't. But Alistair starts cutting. Sam says, please, please. Alistair says, so polite all of a sudden. Very nice. I appreciate that. And then he keeps cutting. Then we see that Sam is really on the bed in the middle of the room and not on Alistair's torture table. He's hallucinating. So we cut to Bobby and Dean upstairs drinking while they listen to Sam screaming. Dean says, how long is this going to go on? Bobby says, here, let me look it up in my demon detox manual. Oh, wait, no one ever wrote one. <laughs> He's such a smart ass. I, I love it. <laughs> no telling how long it'll take. Here, or if Sam, oh, he says, <laughs> sorry, I said that wrong. No telling how long it will take. Hell, or if Sam will even live through it. Bobby's phone rings and he answers it. Then he says, suck dirt and die, Rufus. You call me again and I'll kill you. And then he hangs up. 
Dean asks, what's up with Rufus? Bobby says, he knows. Bobby's phone rings again, and Bobby answers it, saying, I'm busy, you bitch. This better be important. We cut to Sam, realizing that he's not with Alistair. Suddenly, young Sam is there. He said, I just love the actor who plays young Sam. Yeah, and I'm glad that they got to, like, do a scene together. Oh, I know. You know? I just, I love that actor. I follow him on Instagram. He's super cute. How old is he now? He's, like, he graduated high school a year or two ago. Okay. Yeah. He's, like, 19, 20. Yeah, yeah. Um, so young Sam is there. He says, the answer is yes. You're hallucinating. That's right. It's me. Or I mean, it's you. Sam says, I'm losing my mind. Young Sam says, definitely. Sam says, what do you want? Young Sam says, an explanation. How could you do this to me? I thought we were going to be normal. Sam says, I tried. I did. It didn't pan out that way. Sorry, kid. Young Sam says, sorry, kid. That's what you have to say. It's all we ever wanted. We were so close. You got away from dad. You quit hunting. You were going to become a lawyer and get married. Why'd you blow it? Sam says, look, they killed Jessica. Young Sam says, yeah, and if he hadn't run off with Dean, if he'd been there to protect her, she'd still be alive. Sam says, I know. Young Sam says. But she wouldn't have been, though. I'm just going to throw that out there because. I know, there's no reason to think that. the first time yeah, around, you know. Exactly. Uh, young Sam says, I think Jessica would want you to turn into this. She loved you. You think she would be happy, you using her as an excuse? Sam says, I am sorry. I am. But life doesn't turn out the way you thought it would when you were 14 years old. We were never going to be normal. We were never going to get away. Grow up. Young Sam says, maybe you're right. Maybe there's no escape. After all, how can you run from what's inside you? Then he blinks and his eyes go demon yellow. That surprised me. Yeah, I thought that they would go black. But then, I mean, I guess it is because it's Azazel's blood that was in him to begin with. Right, right. So, so we cut to Bobby upstairs. Um, he hands Dean some papers and says, the news, and the news ain't good. Dean says, this is what Rufus called about? Then he reads, Key West sees 10 species go extinct. Bobby says, yep, plus Alaska, 15-man 15 15 fishing crew, all stricken blind, cause unknown. New York, teacher goes postal, locks the door, kills exactly 66 kids. All this in a single day? I looked them up. There's no doubt about it. They're all seals. Breaking fast. Dean says, how many are left? Bobby says, who knows? Can't be many. Where the hell are your angel pals? Dean says, you tell me. Bobby says, I'm just wondering, with the apocalypse being nigh and all, is now really the right time to be having this little domestic drama of ours? <laughs> Dean says, what do you mean? Bobby says, well, I don't like this any more than you do, but Sam can kill demons. He's got a shot at stopping Armageddon. Dean says, so what? Sacrifice Sam's life, his soul for the greater good? Is that what you're saying? Times are bad, so let's use Sam as a nuclear warhead. Bobby says, look, I know you hate me for suggesting it. I hate me for suggesting it. I love that boy like a son. All I'm saying is maybe he's here right now instead of on the battlefield because we love him too much. We cut to Sam in the panic room. He's sitting on the floor sweating next to a puke bucket. <laughs> I mean, I probably would be too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wrote, been there. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I've been near a puke, bu- pute, a, pute, a puke bucket is when I've been like laying in bed with the flu. Oh, so yeah. I've never been sitting on the floor with a puke bucket, but I've definitely been laying next to one before yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What? <laughs> so I saw this thing the other day. You know those like old Tupperware containers that they're like big salad bowls that have like the lid that goes over the top? Mm-hmm. Like they were like yellow or orange usually. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture the other day. <laughs> Somebody posted it and it was like, yeah, this is the either the, this is the salad slash puke bowl. Or yeah, like, <laughs> totally yeah. right. Totally, 100% totally right. Accurate. Killian keeps puke bowls upstairs now. Just Be- one night, one night he threw up a couple times, oh. and so now he's he's no, he's worried he won't make it to the bathroom. Oh, so he usually sleeps with a puke bucket nearby just well, to ease him, ease his mind. I mean, whatever. Yeah, you know, if it helps him sleep, and then it will come in handy every once in a while. So. He's been sleeping. Oh my gosh! Okay, we, my my aunt and uncle bought Killian this new bed. Uh huh. Um, and it's it's a twin size bed, and it's like the normal height off the floor, but uh-huh. it has like rails on it. Yeah. So you have to get into it like in the lower part of the bed because mm-hmm. he moves over so much. Yeah. Like he he doesn't stay on beds. Yeah. So um, 
they put it together and it's like a natural wood color uh-huh. and it smells so much like like the varnish sealer whatever you call that oh yeah that he hasn't been able to sleep in it it's been a week yeah. It smells so much. Like, that smell will go away after a while, right? Because we, yeah. have, we have the window wide open. Yeah. And it's still, it's still not okay. We tried, well, he tried to sleep in it the first night. I was in there with him. We had the window I open. Wonder. And I, I smelled so strongly that I got nauseous. It's like, let's not get high here. Yeah. So I, we moved him. So now he sleeps in our room. I wonder we like have, if there's a way to, like, help it go away We faster. looked at that. And one of them was to rub... Um, like a white vinegar and water solution over it, which we tried and did nothing. And then the only other thing you can do is have like baking soda in there and those like charcoal packets. Oh, yeah. So we got those and we're doing that. And yeah, it doesn't smell as strongly, but it still smells. But also it's still probably giving off the same amount of fumes. It's just being absorbed by those things in there. Yeah. So I don't know. So he's sleeping in our room on his toddler size mattress yeah. at the foot of our bed. Yeah. And so it's a tot you know, it's like a crib size mattress. So yeah. he, he fits on it just barely. But he's been rolling off of it all the way over into our bathroom. So like he it, travels. He travels, <laughs> yeah. He's not just like rolling around and like, you know. Yeah, it's crazy how much he moves. So Huh. Yeah. I wonder like if he is somewhat awake. I don't know. Or if he's like I don't know, that's strange. I wonder how often he like wakes up during the night, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if he's waking up and kind of moving around or if he's like Truly doing it in a sleep. Doing it in a sleep. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I have no idea. I've never seen him do it. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's. Prob- I mean, he's doing it in the middle of the night. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. The bed thing is stressing us out, though. Yeah. Because like we've got this whole room we can't use now. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't bother me that he's sleeping in the room with me. Yeah. But um, we had just set up a hey, if you go two weeks without sleeping in our room, uh-huh. we'll get you a new toy. Yeah. And. Two weeks exactly happened. Yeah. So he got a toy, but now he's back to sleeping with us. You know, so it's just <laughs> like, like yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he'll, now that he, he'll probably be used to it, though, now he should be able to just go back, you would think. Yeah, I hope so. But, like, when? And, like, yeah. I just don't know how long it's going to take for that smell to stop being produced by that wood. I wonder if you could, like, have you tried just, like, febrezing the air in there? No, but it's, uh, I don't know how that would help. Because it's supposed to help with, like, get rid of the scent Mm -hmm. instead of just, like, covering it up. So it's not going to help on the wood, but, like, if if the wood is starting to be okay now and it's still just in the air because that room is Mm -hmm. shut up. Oh, no. I mean, we have the window open. We even have a fan in there to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. It's really bumming us out. Yeah. It should hopefully calm down sooner rather than later. I hope so. Yeah. Did they, like, where did they get it from? Uh, We picked it out, you know, on Amazon. Yeah. So. And it, like, came from there smelling like that. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, I would look at the reviews on there. We totally did. There was even, like, a, you know, questions, and one of them was, like, does it have a strong smell? And someone was, like, no. So. Are they nose blind? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (sighs) I don't even know. I'm really, I'm getting... I'm getting mad about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. There could be, I mean, you could always, worst comes to worst, you could always send it back. I don't know if we can. I mean, we don't have the boxes for it. It's all put together. Yeah. You know? That's true. Or you could just, like, I would message, honestly, what I would do is I would message Amazon and be like, okay, we put this together. We thought that this would go away, like, once it was unpackaged, and it's still here, Mm -hmm. and I can't, you know, like... Can't what do we do? It. We yeah. can't use it. We can't use that room mm-hmm. now. Like, well, and Kelly's the one who bought it, so yeah. I'm... Well, well, then I would, yeah, I would ask her to be like, okay, can you, like... She's really good at freaking out on people. <laughs> so, so, like, if it... I, I think we're going to give it a while longer. Yeah. Erica's confident that it's not going to keep producing that smell. You know? I mean, at some point, it will go away. Yeah. Because that's just what it does, mm-hmm. but, like... How long is it going to take? You know, right. like, do you want to wait months for it to stop smelling? I know, you know, it could be months. And, like, who knows what that's doing to our, our like, energy bill. Oh, because probably we have, not good things. Yeah. And it's not good for you to breathe in either, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, okay. Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, Sam looks behind him at a pitcher of water. He tries to get up, and suddenly his mom is there. She says, poor baby. She's wearing the bloody nightie that she died in. She says, Sam, you look just awful. 
Sam says, let's hear it. Go ahead. <laughs> she says, what do you mean? Sam says, you're disappointed. You never thought I'd turn out this way. I'm a piss poor excuse for a son. Your heart is broken. Am I close? She says, not at all. You're doing the right thing, Sam. What you're doing is brave. You're not being crazy. You're being, pra- you're being practical. Sam, I am so proud of you. Sam says, but Dean... Mary says, your brother doesn't understand. I was raised a hunter from a long line. We understand that there are going to be some hard choices, and we do what we have to to get the job done. Yes, our family is cursed, but you, you have the power to turn it into a gift. You can use it against them. Sam says, for revenge? She says, no, for justice. I know how scared you are. Sam says, what's in me, Mom? It's, she says, evil, and you know it. Sam says, what if it's stronger than me? Look at me. What if Dean's right? Mary says, Dean can never know how strong you are because Dean is weak. Look at what he's done to you. Walking you in here, he's terrified. He's in over his head. You have to go on without him. You have what it takes. You have to kill Lilith. I can't say her name. <laughs> it is. It's, it does sound weird. You, <laughs> you have to name. kill Lilith. <laughs> Sam says, even if it kills me. Mary says, make my death mean something. I'm counting on you, Sam. Don't let anyone or anything get in your way. Not even Dean. She kisses his face and then she's gone. We cut to Dean outside of Bobby's house. Suddenly Cass is there. Dean says, well, it's about time. I've been screwing myself hoarse out here for about two and a half hours now. It sounded like you said screwing yourself hoarse. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to be really audible for that. I guess. Sorry about that. (laughs) I've been screaming myself hoarse out here for about two and a half hours now. Cass says, what do you want? Dean says, well, you can start with what the hell happened in Illinois. Cass says, what do you mean? Dean says, cut the crap. You were going to tell me something. Cass says, well, nothing of import. Dean says, you got ass reamed in heaven. (laughs) But it was not of import. Cass says, Dean, I can't. I'm sorry. Get to the reason you really called me. It's about Sam, right? Dean says, can he do it? Kill Lilith? Stop the apocalypse? Cass says, possibly, yes, but as you know, he'd have to take certain steps. Dean says, crank up the Hellblood regimen. Cass says, consuming the amount of blood it would take to kill Lilith would change your brother forever. Most likely, he would become the next creature that you would feel compelled to kill. There's no reason this would have to come to pass, Dean. We believe it. Uh, we believe in, (laughs) I put it, we believe in you, Dean, not your brother. The only question for us is whether you're willing to accept it. Stand up and accept your role. You are the one who will stop it. Dean says, if I do this, Sammy doesn't have to. Cass says, if it gives you comfort to see it that way. (laughs) Dean says, God, you're a dick these days. (laughs) Fine, I'm in. Cass says, you give yourself over wholly to the service of God and his angels? Dean says, yeah, exactly. Cass says, say it. Dean, Dean, I'm gonna need you to say okay. it out loud. Dean says, "I give myself over wholly to serve God and you guys." Cass says, "You swear to follow His will and His word as swiftly and obediently as you did your own father's." Dean says, "Yes, I swear." Now what? Cass says, "Now you wait, and we will call on you when it is time." Cut to Sam. He's sitting against the wall, twitching. <laughs> he looks at his hands and sees his veins turning black. He looks in the mirror, and it's happening on his neck and face too. He yells, "Guys, help!" Cut to sit. cut to dean upstairs bobby says now correct me if i'm wrong but you willingly signed up to be the angel's bitch i'm sorry you prefer sucker after everything you said about them now you trust them dean says come on give me a little credit bobby i never trusted them less i mean they come on like shady politicians from planet vulcan they come on like shady politicians from planet vulcan bobby says well then why in the hell Dean says, because what other option do I have? It's either trust the angels or let Sammy trust a demon. Bobby says, I see your point. Then Dean notices that Sam has stopped yelling. Dean says, do you hear that? Bobby says, that's a little too much nothing. Mm -hmm. They hurry downstairs to the panic room and see through the peephole. Sam is rolling around on the floor in distress. Dean says, what if he's faking? Bobby says, you really think he would? Dean says, I think he'd do anything. Then Sam is thrown by an invisible force against the wall. Bobby says, that ain't faking. They go inside and Sam is rolling along the wall, which I really liked that effect. I thought that looked <laughs> yeah. really cool. I wonder how they, like, did that. Yeah, I know. You know? I was like, thinking that. Because they could, like, swing them around on the, you know, the rope or the, the lines and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But, like, as far as the rolling thing, like, how, I guess they could 
like spin it and then fling them around. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm like trying to think of all the acrobatic stunts I've yeah. seen, you know. I just saw myself in the reflection of the oven and got scared. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many reflective surfaces in there this There is, house. there is. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, so they get him down and Bobby puts his belt in Sam's mouth and says, we're going to have to tie him down for his own safety. Dean, you with me? Dean says nothing. He's just staring at Sam in horror. Bobby says, Dean, before he has another fit. Dean says, yeah, let's just get it over with. So we cut to Sam waking up. His arms and legs are handcuffed to the bed. Dean says, we had to. The demon blood was flinging you all over the room. Tell me something, Sam. Why did you do this to yourself? Sam says, you know why. Dean says, right, kill Lilith. (laughs) (laughs) Kill Lilith, the big excuse. But why? What, revenge, right? Sam says, of course. Dean says, revenge for what? For sending me to hell? Did you happen to notice I'm back, alive and kicking? So what's the point? Sam says, the point? How about stop the damn apocalypse? Our view cuts to a camera recording Sam, and we see that he's alone in the room. Dean says, my gig, not yours. The angel said so, remember? God picked me, man. So have you got any other fantastic excuses? We cut to real Dean upstairs. Bobby says, I'm going to ask one more time. Are we absolutely sure we're doing the right thing? Dean says, Bobby, you saw what was happening to him down there. The demon blood is killing him. Bobby says, no, it isn't. We are. I'm sorry. I can't bite my tongue any longer. We're killing him, keeping him locked up down there. This cold turkey thing ain't working. If he doesn't get what he needs soon, Sam's not going to live much longer. Dean says, no, I am not giving him demon blood. I won't do it. Bobby says, and if he dies? Dean says, then at least he dies human. Cut back to Sam. Fake Dean says, I know why you really drink that blood, Sam. Sam says, just leave me alone. Dean says, makes you feel strong, invincible, a big bad wolf in a world of little pigs. Sam says, no, you're wrong, Dean. Dean says, it's more than that, isn't it? It's because your whole life you felt different. Am I right? Sam says, stop. Dean says, oh, I hit a little close to home, huh? Not different because you were some... Not different because you're... (laughs) I'm going to try that again. Dean says, not different because you are some lonely kid or because of your weirdo family. Sam says, stop it. Dean leans over Sam real close and says, because you're a monster. You were always a monster. And you only feel right when you're sucking down more poison and more evil. We cut back upstairs. Dean says, I would die for him in a second. But I won't let him do this to himself. I can't. I guess I found my line. I won't let my brother turn into a monster. Cut back downstairs to Sam. Fake Dean says, Monster, Sam. You're a monster. I tried so hard to pretend that we were brothers, that you weren't one of the filthy things that we hunt. But we're not even the same species. You're nothing to me. Sam says, Don't say that to me. Don't you say that to me. Then he starts to cry, and then notices that Dean has disappeared. I hate Which, him. thank goodness, though, that he, like, realizes that it was a hallucination. Oh, yeah. You know, like, because <clears throat> that, was, that was rough to watch with, like, him, like, my my brother and, like, the closest friend that I have is yeah. now, like, hating me and calling me all these bad things. And, like, he, you know, like, when his mom came, he wasn't really crying other than, right. you know, like, he was, like, clearly agitated and frustrated and all that sort of stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, when Dean started saying this is all the bad things you've done, he's just, like, losing it. You yeah, know? Like, I know. It's hard. <laughs> we cut to some time later. Sam wakes up and his handcuffs open up. Then the panic room door opens. Sam says, Hello? He walks out and says, someone here? Sam goes up the stairs, and we see Cass lurking behind them. He uses his powers to close and lock the panic room door. Sam walks by Dean and Bobby, who are both asleep. Cut to Cass on top of a warehouse. Anna shows up and says, what did you do? Cass says, you shouldn't have come, Anna. She says, why would you let out Sam Winchester? Cass says, those are my orders. Anna says, orders? Cass, you saw him. He's drinking demon blood. It's so much worse than we thought. Dean was trying to stop him. Cass says, you really shouldn't have come. Then two other angels are there. They grab Anna, and a bright light happens, and they disappear. We cut to Sam breaking into one of Bobby's cars. Bobby appears behind him with a gun. Bobby says, uh oh, Sam, the only place you're going is back inside with me. Sam says, no, Bobby. Bobby says, damn it, boy. Sam says, you won't shoot me, Bobby. Bobby says, don't test me. Sam says, you won't do it. You can't do it. Bobby gets all emotional and says, we're trying to help you, Sam. Sam walks real close so that the gun is touching him. He pulls it up so it's resting against his chest. Sam says, then shoot. Bobby does nothing, so Sam grabs the gun away and knocks Bobby out with the end of it. He hotwires the car and then drives away. 
Uh, we cut to Dean and Bobby checking out the panic room. Dean says, how in the hell did he get out? Bobby says, maybe he had help. The room's full of busted devil traps. Uh, the room... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bobby says, maybe he had some help. Uh, they look, and the room is full of busted devil traps. Dean says, demons, Ruby. Bobby says, that'd be my guess. Dean says, how did she even touch the door? Bobby says, you think she's got the mojo? Dean says, I didn't think so. I don't know, man. Bobby says, well, what difference does it make? How we got ain't as important as where he's gone to. Dean says, yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. At this point, I hope he's with Ruby, because killing her is the next big item on my to-do list. <laughs> he's like, you done messed with the wrong person now. Yep. Bobby says, I thought you were on call for angel duty. Dean says, I am on call, in my car, on the way to murder the bitch. <laughs> Bobby says, one thing, Sam don't want to be found, which means he's going to be damn near impossible to find. Dean says, yeah, we'll see. So we cut to Sam in a swanky hotel room, twitching. <laughs> come on man (laughs) someone knocks on the door and he answers it's ruby she says honeymoon sweet really i'm flattered sam says did you bust me out of that room she says how could i sam the whole thing's engineered to bite me in the ass sam says then how did i get out of there she says i don't know i don't want to know you're out that's all that matters i'm glad you're here sam says yeah where the hell have you been she says i got here as quick as i could sam says i mean the past three weeks the past three weeks i've been calling you Ruby says, I've been pretty deep in it, trying to dig out Lilith. Sometimes I can't sit around and check my voicemail. I'm sorry you're hurting. Really, I had no idea that Dean would do that to you. Sam says, you and me both. She says, you didn't book this joint just to impress me, did you? Sam says, Dean's going to come after me, and he knows my habits, my aliases, everything. He knows exactly which motel I'd pick. She says, hence the room. Sam says, whatever it takes to shake him. She says, well, it won't be easy. I mean, he knows you better than anyone. Sam says, not as well as he thinks. She says, you know, it's sad that things have gotten this bad between you two. She touches his hair, and he grabs her and throws her on the bed, falling down on top of her. She smiles at him. Just like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she smiles at him, and he travels down her body and pulls a knife out of her boot. He cuts her forearm and starts drinking her blood. She looks very pleased. (laughs) (laughs) She looks very pleased. She does look very pleased. So we cut to Dean fixing a car, which I think is Baby. I don't. It doesn't really look like Baby. So, I don't know. So he's fixing a car. Yeah. Bobby comes up and says, "Police found my car abandoned in an alley in jo- uh, in Jonestown, like uh, Jamestown. It's in one of those towns, <laughs> North Dakota. <laughs> you just can't read my writing here. I'm gonna go with Jamestown. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dean says, "Well, he's switching up. Any other cars stolen in Jamestown?" Bobby says, two, a 1999 Honda Civic." blue nice and anonymous like sam likes dean asks what was the other one bobby says a white 05 escalade with custom rims it's a neon sign (laughs) dean says you're right he'd never take that which is exactly what he did bobby says you think dean says i know that kid all right i'll head in that direction you stay here ride the police databases we gotta find him quick so we cut to sam and ruby in bed together ruby says your appetite's gotten much bigger Sam says, what's that supposed to mean? (laughs) She says, Sam, relax. It's okay. It's good. It just means you're getting stronger. That's all. It means you're strong enough to kill Lilith. Just in time, too, because the final seals are breaking. Sam asks, how many are left? She says, three, two. Sam says, what? Well, where are the angels? She says, screw in the pooch, wherever they are. (laughs) The point is, it's looking more and more like we're getting down to the final seal. And I found out something big. Seal 66, it can't be broken by just any demon. Apparently, only Lucifer's first can do it. Sam asks, Lucifer's first? Ruby says, demon Sunday school story. God prefers humans to angels. Lucifer gets jealous, and then he gets creative. He twists and tempts a human soul into the very first demon as a screw you to God. It's what got him locked up in the first place. Sam says, that was Lilith? Ruby says, she's way older than she looks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess it's kind of a compliment in uh, a way. yeah yeah sam says wait so if lilith is the only one who can break the final seal if i get to her in time ruby says then lucifer never busts out of his cage exactly sam says great you figure out where she is ruby says that bitch can hide but i finally have a lead on someone who might be able to help us i closed in on a member of lilith's entourage you might call her a personal chef Sam says, chef, seriously, what does she eat? Ruby says, you don't want to know. 
<laughs> we cut to two nurses walking in a hospital. One says to the other, did you hear about that horrible thing at St. Paul's? One of the neonatal nurses walked right out of the unit with two babies. The other nurse says, you're kidding me. The first nurse says, swear to God, worked there 17 years. Then one day out of the blue, she just does it. They walk into the baby nursery. The first nurse says, now she's saying that she doesn't even remember what happened, like she was possessed. The other nurse says, nuts. The first nurse says, I know. Who could ever lay a finger on them? The other nurse says, I know. They're just delicious. Mm -hmm. Then her eyes go demon black. I mean, okay. It would make sense that the first demon to ever be, you know, in existence would eat babies. I know, know? right? (laughs) It's not... It does like, make sense. The right. line just, they, everything's adding up. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. So we cut to Sam getting dressed. He says, so, our demon gourmet nurse, you sure? Ruby says, she'll be there. Graveyard shift tomorrow night. In the meantime, if you're going to be strong enough to kill Lilith, you're going to need more than I can give you now. Sam, come on. It's okay. Sam says, I know I need more. I get it. I know it's okay. I just wish he'd trust me, you know? I just hope, you know, when all this is over, I hope we can fix things. We cut to Bobby on the phone with Dean. Bobby says, the cops found the Escalade in a ditch outside Elk River. Dean asks, how far away am I? Bobby says, couple of hours. I pulled up a weather map, made some calls. There's a town not far from there, Cold Spring, lighting up with demon signs. Dean says, that's a good place to look. Bobby says, hey, listen, us finding Sam, that's got to be about getting him back, not pushing him away. I know you're mad, Dean. I understand. you got a right to be. But I'm just saying, be good to him anyway you got to get through to him. Dean hangs up. We cut to Sam walking out of his hotel room. Dean peeks out from behind a corner. Dean walks into the room and surprises Ruby. They fight. Dean is about to stab her with a demon-killing knife, but Sam gets Dean off of her in time. Sam says, just take it easy. Dean says, wow, that must have been some party you two had going, considering how hard you tried to keep me from crashing it. Well, solid try, but here I am. Sam says, Dean, I'm glad you're here. Look, let's just talk about this. Dean says, as soon as she's dead, we can talk all you want. Sam says, Ruby, get out of here. Dean says, she's not going anywhere. Ruby scampers out of the room. (laughs) Just like, run. (laughs) Yeah. Dean says, she's poisoned, Sam. Sam says, it's not what you think, Dean. Dean says, look, what she did to you, well, she up and vanishes, weeks at a time, leaves you cracking out for another hit. Sam says, she was looking for Lilith. (laughs) 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 Dean says, that is French for (laughs) manipulating. I think I said nippling. <laughs> Manipulating. <laughs> We're just speaking all sorts of gibberish. Dean says, that is French for manipulating your ass 10 ways from Sunday. <laughs> Sam says, you're wrong, Dean. Dean says, Sam, you're lying to yourself. I just want you to be okay. You would do the same for me. You know you would. Sam says, just listen. Just listen for a second. We've got a lead on the demon close to Lilith. (laughs) I can't say it. (laughs) That's what I feel like is coming out of my mouth. (laughs) I had a Pirates of the Caribbean moment just now. Palicky lucky. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sam says, come with us, Dean. We'll do this together. Dean says, that sounds great. As long as 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 it is you and me. Demon bitch is a deal breaker. You kiss her goodbye. We can go right now. Sam says, I can't, Dean. I need her to help me kill Lilith. (laughs) Lilith. I know you can't wrap your head around it, but maybe one day you'll understand. I'm the only one who can do this, Dean. Dean says, no, you're not the one who's going to do this. Sam says, right. That's right. I forgot. The angels think it's you. Dean says, you don't think I can? Sam says, no, you can't. You're not strong enough. Dean says, and who the hell are you? Sam says, I'm being practical here. I'm doing what needs to be done. Dean says, yeah, you're not going to do a single damn thing. Sam says, stop bossing me around, Dean. Look, my whole life, you take the wheel, you call the shots, and I trust you because you are my brother. Now I'm asking you for once, trust me. Dean says, no, you don't know what you're doing, Sam. Sam says, yes, I do. Dean says, then that's worse. Sam says, why? Look, I'm telling you. Dean says, because it's not something that you're doing. It's what you are. It means, Sam says, what? No, say it. Dean says, it means you're a monster. Then Sam punches Dean in the face. Then Dean punches Sam in the face, and the screen goes black. Then they start fighting, and Sam is kicking Dean's ass. His poor face. I know, I know. Dean is laying on the floor, and Sam starts choking him. 
Which, I mean, what is happening? Why he's is he like trying actively to kill trying him? to kill him. Yeah. Like, you would think that he would just, like, slow him down so he could get away, and now he's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's um, literally choking him. Like, you were off the deep end, dude. <laughs> so he, he stops before Dean loses consciousness. Sam says, you don't know me. You never did, and you never will. Sam starts to walk away. Dean says, you walk out that door, don't you ever come back. Then Sam walks out the door. End credits. Okay, he uses Daddy Winchester's line, which is, like, so harsh. Yeah. You know, like, uh, Sam keeps getting this don't come back vibe from his family. Mm -hmm. You know, like, ugh. It's horrible. I I think it was such a, like, low blow for him to say that. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, Sam is definitely off the deep end, but, like, that's that's taking it a little far. Yeah. You know, like, don't, no. Mm -mm. No, no. I I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. It, It upset me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I have thoughts. Okay. <laughs> okay, the kid who plays Baby Sam sounds exactly like the kid who plays who voices Simba in The Lion King. Oh, I wonder if it's the same. It's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. I looked it up because I was like this but like the kid this would have been the Oh, you mean in the original Lion King? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Yeah. I don't think he was even alive then. No, probably not. But yeah, I mean even if he was, he would have been little but yeah um yeah i just thought it was funny because especially when he was like dad and when he said like certain words like when he said dad and when he said these i was like <gasps> simba you know? oh that's <laughs> so funny <laughs> simba but anyways um okay so in all of sam's hallucinations clearly it's like he's thinking that this is what they would say or this is how they would mm-hmm. you know act or interact with him i guess if you know they were there and so, okay, does that mean that in his mind, his mom would be the only one on his side? And, yeah. like, you know, because Dean had this, like, buddy-buddy relationship with Daddy Winchester. And so, like, Sam's like, well, I guess mom would have been mine. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I think he's just, she's probably took the stance that he always wanted his mom to take. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I so. think it was because I was like, he doesn't know her, you know, right. so... And I guess the one time that they, like, quote-unquote met, you know, was when she was haunting the house or whatever. So, and that wasn't, you know, it was, like, protect the boys or whatever. You know, it wasn't anything other than that. But I guess, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. It's like, okay, in his mind, like... His mom is the only one that understands him, is the only one that gets him, even though they've never met. And, like, that's, you know, it's just, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. But, um, also Sam looks like hell in this episode. (laughs) He really, truly does look like he's tweaking out. Oh, yeah. And, like, especially when, uh, he's sneaking out to go and, like, hotwire the car and everything. Like, his eyes, they did a really good job with his makeup, like, making him just look just wrecked yeah Yeah, like his eyes are all sunken in and dark Mm. and he's just like not doing well (laughs) right but yeah that those those are pretty much my thoughts but what was your favorite moment from the song Mm, my favorite moment and i wrote down my favorite moment and i'm struggling to figure out why i thought it was my favorite moment But um, it's the only one I have, so I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Do it. Um, is when um, Sam is outside of Bobby's place trying to break into one of the cars, and Bobby mm-hmm. comes out, and Sam is like, you're not going to shoot me. And Bobby's like, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. And Sam, like, puts the gun up to his chest, and he's mm-hmm. like, then do it. And Bobby just, like, looks so emotional Like, about I can't. It. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I could, but I can't. Yeah. We're getting, like, more and more into Bobby mm-hmm. in these next couple episodes. Yeah. And I just love it. I love Bobby. Yeah. Oh, Bobby, I love you. Yeah, he's got great chemistry with the boys, mm-hmm. I think. I just love it. He's the dad that we all wanted them to have. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> The surrogate father that was better for them mm-hmm. than their actual father was. Right. Like, I don't... A lot of people hate John Winchester. I don't hate him. I don't either. But he definitely wasn't, like, dad material. It was more of, like, drill sergeant material. Yeah. You know, like, he loved the boys in his own way. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't like he didn't care for them or whatever. But he yeah. didn't... He clearly didn't know how to, like interact with them on an emotional mm-hmm. level it was just oh, like yeah. we do this we do this and we do this where bobby's like we do this and we do this but also like has the relationship with them yeah. and it isn't just like you know 
go step two go do this yeah you know? but yeah yeah so. i wonder what john was like before mary died in and his relationship to the boys you know you know i'm sure it probably changed a lot oh yeah of course. because he wasn't like he wasn't a hunter before no he was just a mechanic right yeah so so yeah i mean he it's like a probably a night and day difference but sam would have never known that because right. sam wasn't old enough so and dean probably that's probably why dean had the relationship with him that he did was because like way back in the day he was like oh you know my dad does love me or he did love me or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like trying to get back to that even though it's never gonna happen you know like that to me that's kind of what it seems like Mm -hmm. you know like that's why he's like I'll do whatever you want if you if we can go back to how things were sort of thing Mm -hmm. and I think that's what and Sam never had that so he didn't care you know Mm -hmm. and so Dean's like I've seen this and if we do this thing and we kill this thing then it can go back to how it was I think that was his Oh, that's so sad. I hate it. I mean, I hate (laughs) it too, but it makes sense to me. It does make sense. I don't like it though. (laughs) I mean, nobody really likes it, but my favorite moment though was when Bobby was like, suck dirt and die, Rufus. Call me again and I'll kill you. You (laughs) Have we met Rufus? Oh yeah, we did meet him. Mm -hmm. Okay. The one, one time. Yeah. Yeah, One time. Not more than that. I think just the once. Yeah. I love Bobby and Rufus together. (laughs) This, I, I just, I, I love Bobby and I love Rufus. Like, even separately, it's, they don't have to be together for me to love their characters. But right. when they're together, it's even better. It's so great. Yeah. It's so great. But it's like the old married couple, like, rah, 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 at each other, but they're still like, you're my best friend, man. Oh, also, yeah. screw you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it kind of reminds me of, like, <laughs> My grandpa, growing up, he had this neighbor that lived across the street whose name was Wally. Okay. And they wouldn't even, like, go to each other's house and knock on the door to, like, talk to each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, they just go to the end of the driveway and scream across the street. <laughs> and be like, Wally, my grandpa, I remember one time he walked down to the end of the driveway, and he didn't even go across the street and down into their driveway or whatever. He was just like, Wally, you son of a bitch, come on! like yelling at him to come out and then they like wally came out and then they're both just standing at the end of their respective driveways just right across the street from each other just yelling at each other and it's kind of like that's adorable okay like that's kind of the relation like they were best friends Mm -hmm. but they were kind of gruff with each other and that's kind of what it reminds me of so it just is like they hold a special place for me that's super cute (laughs) but yeah so um, the interesting facts from this episode um it says the episode is named after a song by led zeppelin um okay and it says, and the other one is Dean's comment to Sam, if you walk out that door, don't ever come back, is what John said to Sam when he left for Stanford's. Yeah. Stanford's? Stanford. 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 Anyways, so. Oh, there's one more right there. Oh, there's there. one more? Yeah. Oh, there are no deaths in this episode. And there's only like three episodes, yeah? Four episodes that there's I no deaths? I think there's, yeah, three, three or four, I can't remember. Yeah. I remember, I saw something about that not too long ago. It was like, it, there was like a list of the, I think it was only three. Okay. Of how many, uh episodes it's like we don't count the number of deaths because it's too much we count the number of Of, times there isn't death because that's more manageable (laughs) but um our research from this week is about hallucinations because you know as Mm -hmm. you do (laughs) when somebody's hallucinating almost Mm -hmm. the entire episode um this is from abc.net.au Okay. Um, it's, a, it's what happens in our brains when... I guess that makes sense. I was like, that doesn't seem right. No, what happens in our brain when we hallucinate? Brains. Okay. I mean, I guess they're collective brains rather than yeah. just one brain. Anyways, my my brain just stalled out reading that, and I'm like, this isn't right. Anyway. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so it says, voices in your head, visions of things that aren't there. You don't have to have schizophrenia or take LSD to have a hallucination, and they don't always have to be scary either. It says hallucinations are actually fairly common. Um, It turns out that many everyday high-functioning people occasionally do have what technically is a hallucination, um, said Professor John McGrath from the Queensland Brain Institute. Um, Professor McGrath recently found that nearly 1 in 20 of the general population report hearing or seeing things when fully awake that others don't. Hmm. Uh, It says, so what is a hallucination? It's a false perception of reality, and it can occur with a whole range of senses. 
sentences. <laughs> a whole range of senses, but the most common ones are visual and auditory hallucinations, said Professor McGrath. Um, it says, normally our brain is good at distinguishing between a sound or image that is occurring in the outside world and one that is just a, produ- or a product of our mind, but occasionally something can go awry. <laughs> um, one major theory is that hallucinations are caused when something goes wrong in the relationship between the brain's frontal lobe and the sensory cortex, um, said neurophys- neuropsychologist Professor Flavy Waters. Flavy? 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 <laughs> Flavy Water. <laughs> Sounds like my seltzer water. <laughs> LaCroix. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm really sorry if you're listening to this podcast, Flavie, and in front of you. I don't even know if I said that right, but... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyways. Um, and uh, I'm guessing she... Okay, now I feel from- really bad for making fun of Flavie. <laughs> I'm really sorry. We're, we're not making fun. We're not it's making just, fun. It is kind of funny. It, we just giggled a little, and I'm sorry about it. Okay, I'm apologizing, Flavie. <laughs> we, we should both apologize okay. for giggling at your name. Um, um, so, where was I? Oh, um, uh, Waters is from the University of Western Australia. Um, it says, for example, research suggests auditory hallucinations experienced by people with schizophrenia involve an overactive auditory cortex, uh, the part of the brain that processes sound. Um, this results in random sounds and speech fragments being generated. Similarly, people with Parkinson's disease appear to have an overactive visual cortex, which results in images being generated in their brain of things that aren't actually there. Um, psychoactive drugs could also upset the, re- uh, the relationship between the sense processing parts of the brain and the frontal lobe in a similar way. Uh, it allows the processing of images and sound that would normally be inhibited, um, which is what, um, the professor said. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Reading is a chore apparently. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? Uh, the big question is whether the same kind of processes are responsible for less extreme hallucinations. It says, almost two out of three people have benign hallucinations. Hallucinations aren't always intrusive, negative, and scary, even conditions like schizophrenia. Um, About 70% of healthy people experience benign hallucinations when they're falling asleep, said Professor Waters. Um, This includes hearing their name being called, the phone ringing, or seeing someone sitting at the end of their bed. That does not sound That would wake me right up. Listen, I would hallucinate and then be awake for the rest of the night. I'd be like, Um, Research into this kind of hallucination is in its very early days, uh, said Professor Waters. In the past 100 years, it's always been about schizophrenia, but in the past couple of years, we've suddenly ramped up investigations outside of schizophrenia, she said. We're still trying to understand whether there are different forms of hallucinations or whether there's only one type that takes different shapes, and what makes a hallucination distressing in some situations and not in others. Uh, Professor Waters' best guess is that everyday hallucinations may share common mechanisms with more serious hallucinations. She said factors including lack of sleep, stress, grief, and trauma could make the brain more vulnerable to hallucinations by upsetting the relationship between the sensory cortex and the frontal lobe. Hmm. When your brain works well, your frontal lobe is the driver of the car. It decides what's going to happen, and it and um, it's in control of the rest of the brain. But when we have lack of sleep and stress and grief... Uh, when we have lack of sleep and stress and grief, not all, of, not lack of stress and grief, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then our frontal lobe just goes on holiday a little bit and doesn't have that supervisory capacity anymore, and it lets the sensory cortex just do what it wants. <laughs> I didn't realize grief is a, you know, I didn't, I just didn't think grief would be looped in there. With, I mean, with, it would make with sense with like stress and lack of sleep. I mean, because grief is like a form of stress, yeah, to your brain, true. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, interesting, cer- interestingly, um, certain hallucinations are seen as part of normal life and indeed encouraged in some cultures. Um, it says, in some cultures, it's acceptable, for example, to hear the voices of your dead relatives. Um, and then Professor McGrath agreed. It says, some cultures are more likely to hear the voice of God or the voice of the devil, he said. Um, he said young people were more prone to hallucinations, and this could be because their brain circuitry was less um, robust. They may say, I hear voices at 14, and then you ask them at 21, and they don't have them anymore. Hmm. 
So, like, your brain's not fully functioning and firing, so you hear random things, and your brain's just trying to, like, figure out life still, you know? I had one hallucination that wasn't from, well, I guess it could have been from lack of sleep, but Mm -hmm. um, normally, I think I told you this before, like, if I go a night without sleeping, I'll start getting auditory hallucinations. Like, I'll hear people whispering Mm -hmm. and um, saying my name and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. But one time, this is when Killian was a little baby, so I probably was just suffering from lack of sleep. But I was upstairs in the bedroom with Killian, and Eric was downstairs. And I saw him walk by, not out of the corner of my eye or anything. I saw him walk by our bedroom door and down the hallway. Uh-huh. And I didn't see him go into another room because I was um, I was on my bed, which is against the other wall. So I just couldn't see down the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw him walk by and head in that direction. Yeah. And then um, I kept waiting for him to come back out, and he never did, and he never did. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I finally went downstairs, and, and he was down there. And I was like, oh, my God, when did you come down? I was waiting for you to walk by. And he's like, what are you talking about? I've been down here for hours. <laughs> it's like, I wow. saw him. Yeah. Like, not out of the corner of my eye. I yeah. saw him completely yeah. wearing the clothes that he was wearing. Mm-hmm. I saw it happen. Yeah. It was so weird. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I told you that already. but uh, I don't think so. I don't think you told me that. That's yeah, the only real, like, hallucination I've had that wasn't caused by drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had a hallucination. I mean, I'm sure probably... I'm sure I have to an extent, you know, like when you're a kid and you're sick and you have mm-hmm. a fever and stuff. Oh, yeah, get, that's you know, happening like that too. Of, you know, yeah. but I don't like remember anything in particular. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm trying to think. I honestly don't know if I've had a hallucination mm-hmm. that I, you know, remember. I don't think, I remember when my brother was little, my mom was terrified that my brother was going to die because he was really, really sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had like the flu or something like that. He had a really high temperature. Oh, and yeah. he's laying in the bed with my mom and he's like, mom, do you see the angels? And she's oh like, my oh my God, God I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, like, and she's like, oh no. You know, I still remember her like freaking out about that going like, I remember her yelling at my dad, Rich, oh my God. which i mean it's probably just because his temperature was so high he's just like you know Mm -hmm. but yeah i i do remember that but i don't know if he remembers that he's upstairs i should yell at him be like hey do you remember seeing the angels (laughs) but so funny i when i was when i was like maybe eight or something i had a really high temperature yeah and um they, t- they took me to a doctor at that point. I think it was like 105. Uh-huh. And um, I remember laying on the doctor's office table uh-huh. and watching fish jump through the tile floor. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and just being like, whoa. <laughs> that's cool, man. Look at those cool fish. <laughs> and then, and also Captain Hook was there and I was talking to him. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> I mean, hi. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And then. The one time I went, when I was in the hospital after, shortly after giving birth to Killian, because I stayed there for a couple days because mm-hmm. I had a, I had a fever. And uh-huh. So they had to keep giving me antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fine because Killian was in the NICU, you know, mm-hmm. so I was good that I was, you know, close. Staying there, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I hadn't gotten, it was like a, I think it was like a 27 hour labor Ugh. in which I hadn't slept at all. Yeah. And, um, and this was, I think a couple days after I gave birth and um, I wasn't really sleeping because they kept calling me into the NICU to try and breastfeed. Mm-hmm. So like I'd go in and I'd do that and then I'd come back to my room and try to sleep, but then they'd give me antibiotics mm-hmm. and um, it would wake me up. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept getting called to the NICU mm-hmm. and then I, then I kept getting called back into my room for antibiotics. It yeah. was awful. <laughs> it was like I couldn't forth. stay anywhere yeah. to rest. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I had, I mean, it was just days without sleep and it was awful. And I remember I finally got like, I was like, okay, like you have a two hour block here. Try to go to sleep. Yeah. And I closed my eyes and it just looked like shooting stars. Oh, that's weird. It was freaky and it was bright. You know what I mean? It was just like lines going down my vision. Yeah. And like shooting motions. And it was just like, I was like, I don't even know how I can sleep to this. This is like so bright and awful. Yeah. You know, it was super weird. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your idget or ass butt moment from this week? Um, well, I was talking with, um, I can't remember. I don't think it was you. I was talking with somebody about um, this person I know takes a lot of selfies and puts them on Facebook. 
And in some of them, this person has a really douchey expression on their face. (laughs) (laughs) And I was talking with somebody about it, and I said douchey, or I said (laughs) douchebag. And Killian said, Mommy, what's a douchebag? Oh, you told me about that. (laughs) So I told him that I would explain it when he was older. (laughs) But I just felt really stupid for saying that in front of him. Well, it's not like he hasn't heard other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... That's true. That's true. Well, just... It is a tricky one, though. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, Mom, what's an asshole? You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. well, you know, it means that the person's not a very good person. Or mm-hmm. if you're going literally, it's the whole of your butt. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but yeah. Ooh. yeah, that's a tricky one. And like, what do you want to say? to that you know like how like what how would you want to like that's not something that you could just have sprung upon you (laughs) right right (laughs) like you gotta kind of have an idea of where you're going before you get there (laughs) yeah i just told him that it was complicated and i'd tell him later yeah i mean that's a perfectly acceptable and then i was like don't say it until you're older please (laughs) he was just like okay i mean he's pretty good about that sort of stuff he is yeah you know like he knows it's like okay i can say this word when i'm at home but not when grandma and grandpa are here or whatever you know like he's got his like vocabulary and he knows when he can use it and when he Mm -hmm. can't but which is pretty impressive. I, I think. think the fact that, like, I'm like, you can say this in front of me, but mm-hmm. it isn't a grown up word. And I mm-hmm. don't want you to say it until you're grown up. Mm-hmm. But if you say it in front of me, you're not going to get in trouble. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you cannot say it at preschool or in <laughs> front of any grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> you know, otherwise you will get in trouble. Yeah. And he is just like, okay. And he's, he's good about it. Yeah. At preschool, he can't even say the word poop unless he's got a poop, you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean,. I think it seems like a reasonable yeah. thing. <laughs> it's surprising that he does it with how much he talks about poop at home. Oh everything, gosh. like poop is every other word right now, and it's oh driving me crazy. It's like everything's got the word poop in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I read an article recently about how it's just a way for them to kind of have control over this bodily function that they, even though they can control it, they can't mm-hmm. make it stop. You know yeah. what I mean? So just like... Mm-hmm. So that it's it's healthy up through age like six, I think, mm-hmm. for them to be talking like that. So you know, but he's it's been normal. doing it for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, he really, yeah. Has. he really has. But I mean, kids and poop though—it's just fascinating to them. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, it is a weird thing that happens. <laughs> it is kind you know? of a weird thing that happens. Slightly terrifying. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think after. I, I had fairly regular, like, pooping <laughs> schedule until Eric and I did the South Beach diet uh-huh. when we were, like, 26 or something. So, uh-huh. like, 10 years ago. Yeah. And I was never the same again oh. after that. Yeah. What is the South Beach diet? Like, what South is Beach it? is, like, no sugar. Oh, okay. That's, Ooh, yeah. That sucks. Like, no sugar. Even fruit for two weeks. Huh. And then you can slowly bring back in, like, fruit and stuff. But it's, mm-hmm. but, yeah. Um, and, uh. Yeah, I think I think every time I've pooped since then, I've always thought, well, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I took probiotics one time mm-hmm. a couple years ago. I remember that. Things haven't been right since then. <laughs> I will never do it again. Mm-hmm. And, like, apparently, oh, well, I think... From what I remember, what had happened is I think I probably, like, ate something weird, and it just, like, threw me off for a few days, and I was like, I should try some probiotics, Mm -hmm. and I didn't need them, but I took them anyways. Yeah. It was something that would have just regulated itself, (laughs) and now I've never been the same since. I'm kind of like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. It can mess you up. It did. And it's better now. Like, everything is, like, much more manageable now. Oh, good. But for a while there, it was hit and miss. Yeah. I <laughs> remember. I was just like, oh, no. Because, like, it was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And I need to go right now. You yeah. know? Like, there is no, like, it went from, I'm totally fine to, oh, my goodness, I have to go right at this very yeah. second. So, I'm glad that that's not a thing See, anymore. See, maybe it wasn't my coffee messing you up. Maybe it was the probiotics. Well, no, 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 the The coffee was added on to, like, what was already going okay. on. The probiotics did the opposite. They didn't make me go. They or they would make me not go rather oh, than go. Oh, that's awful. So the coffee was good because it was like, well, here I go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. But then when I had to go, it was like, I need to go 
now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. anyways, enough about that. <laughs> <laughs> My itchy or ass yeah, problems. Talking about ass butts. So, okay. My idget or ass butt moment was I, okay, Steve was an idget and I in turn ended up being an ass butt because, okay, he runs in between my legs everywhere I go. Like, I'll be going up and down the hallways and he decides to just, like, take off running and he'll, like, run right in between my legs. And so there's been a couple of times where I'll, like, step and he'll, like, hit my leg, and then, in turn, it flings him over to my other leg as I'm taking another step, and he just, like, bing, bing, bing off my legs for a few steps. And this time, he was a dumbass, and he decided to run right underneath my leg as I was stepping. Usually, he'll kind of just, like, run between them, but he, like, ran underneath my foot, and he... Like, I stepped on his paw, and I felt so bad, because he just went at me, and I was like, what? Dumbass, what are you thinking this is going to happen? Like, you can't do this. But then I felt really bad, because I was like, oh, no. And so I'm like, I'm bending down, and I'm trying to, like, you know, feel his paw and make sure nothing seems, like, broken. I don't know, cat anatomy, super. Okay, well, I did dissect a cat in high school, so I know a fair amount about cat anatomy. But, like, I didn't... um, like, I was like, hopefully he's fine. And then he, like, just, like, he was pissed at me. And he's, like, giving me the whole side-eye thing. But he just, like, walked off and he wasn't limping or anything. But I just felt so bad because I was like, dude, like, if you weren't a dumbass, like, yeah. I wouldn't step on you. But also, I feel really bad for stepping on you and potentially hurting you. So there's that. So that was my um, idget or ass butt moment for this week. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandassbuttspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.